0: good afternoon if you could we we play this we play this thing in church sometimes where we tell everybody to scooch in okay we have a lot of people still walking in the door so if there's a space in between y'all y'all want to kind of scooch in except for the front row Uh, that'll make space so people don't have to constantly walk over you or around you so uh, we're going to try to make room for everybody this afternoon plenty of seats over here, and I'm pretty sure there's plenty of seats in the middle. I know it says family only, but pretty much everybody's family right by now, so if you can find room, please have a seat. Good afternoon. I am DJ and I was Mama Lowe's brother, friend, and pastor here at Destiny Church. It is an honor and a privilege uh, to be part of her, her life, just to be, be part of this celebration today. And I thank her family, Lorenza, Athena, AJ. I thank you guys for trusting me with this uh, as we just come together to, to celebrate today. So today is a day to celebrate Mama Lowe's life. So as we gather Uh, We get to remember the amazing walk uh, that she had here on earth with us. And that's what we need to to capture out of today. Today uh, is a day to celebrate. And we're going to do that this morning. uh, Before before I open up, we're going to do that because I'm going to ask everybody to to just stand to your feet. Mama Lo uh, absolutely loved to worship. So we're going to start off in prayer, and then we're going to go into one of Mama Lo's favorite songs. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Holy. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to you this afternoon. Lord, we humbly ask your blessing over this house today. Father, let your spirit reign in this place. Let your spirit hover over us right now, Father. We ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit comfort us, bring peace, Father, to the family and friends that are here today. Guide us and lead us today, Father. Father, we pray you wrap your arms around us and love us like we've never been loved before. And as we celebrate here, Father, we ask that you, you, you just right now, you just, man, just bring all the joy, all the peace, and all the comfort we could ask, Father. We surrender this to you today as we celebrate. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. surround us with joy right now, Father. We thank you, Lord, that, that we can just worship you and just feel your presence in this house. So we surrender this to you, Father. Have your way in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Come on. Y'all Y'all may be seated. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Man. Whew, what a crowd. I thank you all so much uh, for coming out, and I know the family thanks you for coming out to celebrate Mama Lowe's life. What a what a great turnout, and uh, man, what a true testimony to, to who she was uh, and who she touched and the, the legacy she left. So I want to recognize uh, Mamalo's family as we're here. So so we want to recognize her son, Lorenzo, daughter, Arthena, and then son, Arthur Jr., her son, Michael, and his wife and their children, Janiah, Michael Jr., and Malachi, her daughter, Tracy, her husband, Brandon, and their children, Jaquan and Brandon. Her surrogate mother, Miss Edna Milner. Yes. Her surrogate surrogate mother and then her surrogate sister, Regina May, and her husband Greg and their children, Shauna and Tamrick. We love you guys. Cousins. This could get long. <laughs> <laughs> My, Mama lo has got lots of cousins now. Every everybody, everybody's a cousin to her, but but I have a few listed, and if I miss your name. <laughs> I'm sorry, but her family is everywhere. So, so her her cousins. uh, uh, We have, uh, is it Felix? I think I wrote it down. Felix, we got you. Dolores, uh, Ernest, Miss Brenda, Miss Gloria, Greg Wells, Greg Handy, Ronnie Temple. Man, and, and it just and then it just starts going and going. I thank everybody, all her family who showed up. You guys are just phenomenal and we just absolutely love you, so thank you, family and friends, for being here today. Um, We thank those that are watching online, so uh, we know you're watching at home, and we know we have people watching, so we thank you for tuning in uh, for this celebration today. So what a tribute to Mama Lo, just to see everybody here. What a legacy she left, and if you have your program, hopefully everybody got a program. If you have your program, uh, I would like to start out by simply reading her obituary and you can follow along as I read through it. Lozetta Elizabeth Cooper, mother to Lorenza, Arthena, and Arthur Jr., and affectionately known as Mama Lo to more than anyone can count, woke up in heaven on Saturday, October 9th, 2021. After being surrounded here on earth by her friends and family, Lozetta was 60 years old. Lozetta was born to Lorenza Crosby and Vina Wells Cooper on Sunday, January 8, 1961. She earned her bachelor's degree in business from Cleveland State University, where she also served on the cheer team. Naturally a leader, Lozetta's character and professionalism paved the way for her to become the first black vice president of finance for Regions Bank in Alabama. While she did well in finance, perhaps her greatest experiences happened when she began serving children full-time. Lozetta started at Camellia Baptist Church in Prattville as a TOTS teacher and soon became director. From there, she became the director of Destiny Church's Character Kids Daycare. She was also ordained as Destiny Church's children's pastor in 2017 and ordained again as a family pastor in 2021. In addition to the loss of her parents at an early age, Lozetta was preceded in death by her sister, Thedoria, Theodora, Ann Thetty Cooper, her husband, Arthur James Lee Sr., her surrogate father, J.D. Milner, aunts, Lucinda McLemore, which is Aunt Shug, Annie Woodard, Rachel Thorne, Franny Robinson, Lola, Lola Cooper, and her uncles, Sam Handy, Robert Wells, Edward Wells, and Lucius Wells. She, she leaves to cherish her memories, her surrogate mother, Edna Melner, surrogate sister, Regina May from Prattville, Alabama, son, Lorenza from Columbia, South Carolina, daughter, Athena, the Woodlands, Texas, son, Arthur Jr. from Marbury, Alabama, son, Michael from Montgomery, Alabama, daughter, Tracy from Montgomery, Alabama, and a host of grandchildren, nieces, nephews, cousins, brothers, and sisters in Christ and friends. That's a short list for everybody. Because <laughs> Mama Lo... Uh, she knew everybody. Uh, so today, although sad for us, Mama Lo is rejoicing and celebrating in the presence of our Lord. Because that's what she'd be doing. So, so we're in a season of mourning. right? We're in the season of mourning, and she's in a season of praise and worship. <laughs> so mourning is a season, it's not a moment. And that's important to understand, um, that it's, it's a season. Matthew 5, 7 says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Because when we mourn, Father wraps his arms around us, and he loves us, and he comforts us. We let the Holy Spirit just move in our lives, which makes times like this easier. It's never easy, but it's easier. So it's okay today to cry. It's okay today to weep. It's okay today to laugh. It's okay today to talk about her and remember her because she's touched each and every life in this room in some way, shape, or form, and we all have stories. And as we fellowship later on, as we get together and, uh, and eat together and, and talk, then we need to share those stories, and we need to, to share what she means to us in our lives. And that's what we get to do today. We're going to celebrate her life and remember her legacy. So the family wishes that they had more time for everybody to come up and share. That's not going to happen. But what we will do is we do have cards that are out in the foyer, and those are memory cards. And what I ask you to do, grab one, fill it out, talk about your favorite memory of Mama Lowe, and then drop it in the box that's next to it because that's going to go to the family. And they'll be able to cherish those moments for days to come. So spend a little bit of time before you leave today to do that, or get them back to the church, and we'll make sure that we get them to them. So at this time, I would like to ask Ms. Regina May, to come forward and share and reflect on Mama Lowe's life.
1: for the mic. When Athena asked me if I would be okay speaking today, I smiled and thought, what an honor and a privilege. I have been asked many times, how you doing? And I say, I'm okay. And they say, how? Don't get me wrong. There have been moments when I had to force myself to breathe, to eat, to smile, because I'm totally broken inside. I had a total meltdown on Saturday. It's tough knowing I can't talk with her anymore, make any new memories, no more escapades, no more conspiracies, no more I had revelations. (laughs) And knowing that when I am in pain and in a dark, low place in my life, she would not show up and hug me and hold me and say, I love you, I love you, I love your dirty drawers. And I can't fix this, but we can go eat until we feel better. And I can help you get rid of the body. Like so many others, we have been sitting around sharing stories and memories. And Arthina said, I can't imagine my mama doing that. Just know, although she's loved the Lord all her life, she's had her moments. And I'm going to just leave it at that. I have had some exciting times in my life thanks to Lolo. She enjoyed life, she traveled, she ate, she ate good, she played good, she loved deeply, and she was a force to be reckoned with. Life was amazing, so much fun when she was around. To some, she was Lozetta, Mama Lo, or Lolo. To others, she was punkin', but to me, she was my Lozetta Elizabeth. The big sister I always wanted and needed. When I realized our time together was getting short, I asked her what she wanted and what she needed from me. And she said, just be with me. So I did. We spent hours laying in her bed talking, crying, sleeping, just being together. And one of the last things she said to me is when this body gives out, I will be with the Lord. But I need to know you're going to be okay." She wasn't talking about just me. She was talking about all of you. As well, So when you think of her, as you often will, think of her as she is now, healed, pain-free, laughing, dancing, and rejoicing with our Lord and Savior. Many of you haven't seen her in person in a while, and that's okay. Because the body she left behind is not what she wants you to remember anyway. I've had many to say, how could I have not known? How I didn't know it was this bad. She didn't want you to know. That was one of her superpowers, protecting the people she loved. Simply remember her beautiful smile and the last hug or hello, darling, or hey, boogaloo, or I love you that you received from her and smile because her entire purpose in life was to glorify the Father by making sure you were loved and had a relationship with Christ for yourself. And as we all know, when she loved you, she loved you fiercely and tried to protect you from any pain or ugliness the enemy tried to bring your way. She fought the enemy for many of us daily. She fought us over our own children (laughs) because they now belong to her. She would tell my children, get off my sister, leave my sister alone. She loved and protected me unconditionally. I grew up in a loving Christian environment. I knew the Lord, but my Lozette Elizabeth taught me to live without fear. That simply existing was not an option, because it was not of God. She said often, Jesus came that we may have life abundantly. And she helped me to learn to trust him with everything. Because when you truly give it to God, you can walk in joy and peace. Because he can get you through anything. To all her babies, when she told you you were special and you could do anything, she meant that. And don't let anybody tell you anything differently. It's okay to cry. It's okay to miss her. It's okay to be angry. Because she was someone amazing to have known. But we have a choice to make. We can walk around, wallow, and hold on to our anger and sadness or whatever you're feeling because she's gone, or we can be happy because she loved us. And we can honor her by following her example, loving others, and strive to have a positive impact on others just like she did. Lozette Elizabeth, I will miss you every day, but I promise you today I choose living over existing. I choose joy.
0: Gina Uh, Miss Holly would you like to come up now and continue to share as she's coming up I'll just let you know that this is not going to be a short service
2: no it's not going to be short brevity is not my talent or spiritual gift So, many of you know me, uh, but for those who don't, my name is Holly Brocious. Uh, Lozetta and I became friends in, say, about 27, 2007, I think. That was about 14 years ago, so that was a long time. We initially connected uh, because our children went to football together. Our children played football, she was a football mom. She was a loud one, <laughs> um, with, the, with the bells and everything. Um, she is truly my sister from another mister. Um, and although we didn't know it at the time, she actually is my sister from the same mister, right? So she, she really is. Um, she was definitely uh, my much older sister And much wiser sister. (laughs) She was my dance partner, my taste tester, my confidant, my Netflix and nap partner. It did take us an entire summer to watch one movie. Just one movie. But most of all, she was my friend. I do love her kids, all of her family, and pretty much just about everybody that I met through Rosetta, I love them too. And while we all know she knew a ton of people, <laughs> a ton. We could not go anywhere without interruption not at all. We couldn't go out anywhere without interruption. She would all, somebody would always come up to her and say, Hey, Mama Lo, Lozada, Lolo, whatever that is. Haven't seen you in a minute. Um, we experienced the mountains of life and, the, and also the valleys of life. But then we experienced mountains of life again right? So, um, so ups and downs of life is just part of life and she knew that. She had the faith of a Mack truck. She did not have a faith of a mustard seed. Her Mack truck was bigger than this room and she had enough faith for everybody in this room. Um, she trusted God for everything. And even when I sometimes failed in that department, she is unequivocally a woman with unshakable and unwavering faith. And that is how I knew Mama Lo. Lozetta was a self-described businesswoman. However, as she described in many of her uh, business meetings, that uh, there was a lot of things going on. You know, women were not respected. African-American women were not respected. It was a tough world because she is older than me, right? Um, and so she used some of that in her life to turn things around. Um, She told me a few stories from the boardroom, and well, to be honest, I would have loved to be the fly on that wall. Um, She told me that she only went into daycare because she really had a hard time leaving her own children. Right? Sometimes she had a hard time leaving your children. <laughs> um, she, she could say, you know, hey, uh, come pick up your kids, but when you got there, she was nowhere to be found. She would be having one baby on one hip, one baby on another hip, and somebody else's child in tow, she didn't even know their name, but she was taking them anyway. Um, and we all know those grandmas that like pinch her cheeks, right? You know, they pinch her cheeks. We hadn't seen him in a while. Lozetta was so much worse than that. She would have eaten your children if you let her. Absolutely, absolutely. So at the time, you know, of course, that she didn't trust anybody's, um, anybody with her children, um, I do have to kind of stand up and talk about all of her kids. Right, So I'm going to stand up and talk about all of her kids, which hopefully this goes worldwide because you know Lozetta's got adult children now, right? Um, DJ, in true Lozetta form, I do have an hour, right? Right? Okay. And I'm going to get gift cards, right? And you know what? I, I really just need a mic for all the kids up front and everything. Just give them everything right here because that's true mama low. Um, so I would be remiss if I didn't get up here and talk about her children's ministry. Um, we were family for 14 years on earth. We will forever be family, but she, um, but she unequivocally had a ministry that was so very dear to her um, beyond anything that maybe some of us have ever seen. So if I don't talk about the kids, I would be, it would be bad. Um, she would be looking down at me. I know, I'm talking about him, I promise. So, when we talk about her kids, you know, Lizetta had no idea that she was going to get into ministry. You know, she she had no idea that she was going to be, um, you know, in daycare. <laughs> she didn't want to do daycare. That's not what she wanted to do. Um, she she did what God called her to do, and um So God just continued to to pull her closer to her purpose, right? And God, you know, spoke to her through her own children, spoke to her in the ups and downs of her life. Um, And again, she didn't choose ministry, but then God, right? Uh, In Timothy, in 2 Timothy 2, it says, carefully consider all that I have taught you, And may our Lord inspire you with wisdom and revelation in everything that you say and do. But make Jesus the anointed one, your focus in life and ministry. For he came to earth as the descendant of David and rose from the dead, according to the revelation of the gospel that God has given me. And she took that literally, right? So she she gave her life for the ministry. God does not call the qualified. God qualifies the called. God equipped her for ministry by allowing experiences in her life that she would not have chosen for herself. Lizetta always said to me, Holly, children are little adults. Children just know things. If anyone told her her children were not going to do it, she taught them how, and they did it well. Right? Um, And and she did that. You know, Jesus loved children. Jesus said, bring all the children to me. And he was upset when... Uh, when the parent, when the disciples said, "Hey, no, no, don't bother him, don't bother him," and he was like, "No, they are my next generation. They are the generation that I need, right?" Um, and this is found in Mark ten thirteen through sixteen. Um, and lastly, we all know that Lozetta loved to dance. Um, she outwardly expressed in song and dance on a very regular basis. And all of that was because of the joy she felt in her heart constantly. She never held back. So to her children, all of her children, Artina, Lorenza, AJ, Tracy, Michael, you are her melody and tune. Mom loved you with everything that she had. She was far from perfect and continually sought the word of God for guidance. She has taught you what to do and how to do it. And you will do it well. She was a living example to you of God's poetry. His dance, his joy, his perfect peace, and his faithfulness. Your job is to carry it on and dance to the tune of all these things to her friends, family, and everybody in the room that knew Lozetta and didn't know Lozetta. Lozetta left her precious children here for you to help and guide. But she left you with an instruction booklet, and his name is Jesus. So you are in a position of leadership on her behalf. So when times get tough, seek counsel, as she did, and sing. Read the musical page as Lozetta did, and point them to the song of Jesus. If you are a student, a Destiny kid, new Mama Low, because of your child, your grandchild, your niece, your nephew, whoever, I invite you to stand. Please stand. Just look around. <clears throat> I, I do have a message for you. You are the lyrics of her dance, the special, special dance that God ordained for her. You were part of her purpose. Lozetta wanted you and everyone she met to know Jesus, the Son of God, because she knew that was the only way to salvation. She knew God's love, grace, mercy, power, and all his promises. God positioned her, ordered and ordained her steps, and she was obedient to that. You can have a seat, thank you. I know that when she left this earth, she ran into God's arms, singing and rejoicing, holy, holy, holy. When you leave here today at the door, there will be a charm that you can pick up to remember that faith without works is dead. Now is the time for you to fly, for you carry on just as you were taught, just as she taught you, and just as God commands My sister is now on the receiving end of perfect and pure love, pure joy, and perfect peace. God is pleased. She now hears and feels the fullness of his music. When she arrived in front of God, he was pleased, and he said to her, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount. And now, I give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Now, we all know she's up there dancing, right? Okay. Um, Let's continue to celebrate today Mama Lo's life. And let's continue to move forward with the legacy that she has put in you. Jesus is love. And like most of us, uh, pretty much most of us, all of us have done this before. So today, let's continue the dance. Thank you.
0: Whew. Come on, that is so good. And, uh... You know, you always got to watch it when people start flipping pages. It's all good stuff. That's why I have an iPad. You cannot see how many pages I have. So this is so good. I just want to definitely thank you so much, Holly, for those kind words. And we're going to continue to move through this. I want to invite Pastor Daisy Lowe to share a word.
2: Hello.
3: Hello. First, thank you for uh, allowing me to speak today. I feel like that there's so many more people qualified to speak on her behalf because you've known her longer. You've had a relationship with her longer. And I came in on the tail end of it. And it was through Lorenza encouraging her to get to know Miss Daisy. He just kept asking, "Do you know Miss Daisy yet? Have you got to know Miss Daisy?" You know, because we were running with him, with, with my daughter. We he was he would come over, hang out at the house. She would hang out with him. So, we we knew Lorenza. We knew we called him Cooper. We knew Cooper. Thank you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Bentley, thank you. And um, but. Lozetta loved hard, and but something you might not know is that she's very careful who she allows in, you know, so she watched me from afar. <laughs> she did, and even though we didn't have uh, a relationship yet, I, I, I did Fat Tuesday at the old church, and she was running the daycare center, and I would come in, and she would already have the daycare not daycare the fat Tuesday sanctuary set up for me because she understood honor and she would honor me by setting up my sanctuary even though she wasn't sure about me yet (laughs) she's funny she um I've got a couple of stories I just want to tell um and the first one is and I hope you don't mind me telling this it's about you (laughs) <laughs> because, because it's the funniest story i've ever heard and she told it and there is nobody that told stories better than losetta i called her low and so we were we were sitting this was after staff meeting one morning and she was just telling us about you know she was letting me know why she kept me at a distance. So she started telling the story. And she said, well, my daughter, you know, went to school, wherever you went to school at, and she said that something happened that, you know, someone hurt her daughter, hurt her feelings, just, and she said, Daisy, she says, I sat in the, park, in the driveway all night long <laughs> contemplating whether to go to the school or not. And I was like, really? She was like, yes, I just sat there. And I was like, I'm not going, I'm not going. She says, before I knew it, it was 8 a.m. She says, I'm going to the school. And I'm like, what happened? She said, I pulled up in the school. She said, everybody gathered in the gym, all the kids before they went to any class. Is that right? Everybody hung out in the gym and until it was time for you to go to your class. And she came in, she said, I ran into the gym and she says, I ran. And she says, so the security guard is right there against the wall. And he said, hey, mama, Low. And, and he said, she said, you know who I'm looking for. And, and he just pointed in the direction. <laughs> he didn't stop her. And I'm like, Wow. And she, she said, my kids were in there, and she says, all of a sudden, I heard the whole gym chanting, Mama Lo, Mama Lo, Mama, is that right? She said, they were chanting, Mama Lo, and then she says, and I took off across the gym after whoever her her baby, right? And, and then she says, and I took myself directly to the principal's office before anybody could do anything, and I was like, wow, that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and it was story after story, but it was always defending her children, and I'm, and it doesn't, I'm, I'm talking about her biological kids, but she felt that way about everybody across the board, right, and um, so she, she told me about that, and she had story after story after story, and she called me one afternoon, one evening, one night, it was night, and she called me and she was sitting and she had she was hanging out in parking lots a lot <laughs> in the church parking lot she was just sitting in the church parking lot and she said i'm sitting here and i'm looking at my son aj she says daisy and she was crying i could not even hardly understand what she was what she was saying and she was crying so hard and she said A.J. is vacuuming the four-year daisy, and I was just sitting there thinking about him. And she says, all of a sudden, she said, this language bubbled up. And she started speaking in her spiritual language. She says, what is happening? I said, you're getting your spiritual language. And I said, the Bible says when you don't know what to pray, because that's what she was doing, she says that the Spirit will give you utterances. You know, she didn't have to come in here and, and beg for it. She didn't, nobody had to lay hands on her. God knew what she needed and filled her with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, sitting in the parking lot looking at her baby. That's, I'm, I'm telling you, not only did your mama love you, but God said, you need more. <laughs> you know, and... We, I'm so glad that she, she let me in because I got to experience all the things that all of you all had already experienced with her, you know, and with, she called me another night, you know, we, we say, when I moved to Florida, I got a phone call almost every day from her and we would just talk and talk and, and I'm talking about until I would fall asleep on, the, and I guarantee you there's probably 50 people in here that have, has talked to her on the phone until you fell asleep. You know, and she just kept talking until she, she says, I knew you were asleep. You didn't respond. You know, but she just kept calling my name, calling my name, calling my name. And I was like, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up, I'm awake. But she said, I want to read something to you. And she read me something that sounded like some great author had written that, you know, was a bestseller. And it was a text message to her son, to you, Lorenza. And she read it to me, and I was in tears. And I'm like, "You write like that? You write?" She's like, "I write love letters to my kids." She says, uh, and I said, "Well, send that to me. I want to send that to my son." <laughs> <laughs> I plagiarize your mama because she wrote so well, and she did all the time. But you know when when I got word that you know, she had passed, the The thing that that the Lord really laid on my heart was she was an arrow in his quiver, is the, is the scripture that came to me, and anybody that knows anything about an arrow, you know, you know that it it's, you have to form it, you have to make it, you have to, it has to be well-balanced, and she was well-balanced, even when I was out of balance with, you know, you know how you get sometimes, you can you, you step out of, of what's right, you know, because you know people act certain ways, and I'd get an attitude about with someone, and she'd bring it right back into balance, and that's how arrows are. Arrows will, if they're not in balance, they'll go to the right or they'll go to the left, right? Anybody that shot an arrow knows this, right? But when an arrow is forged properly, it's in perfect balance and in perfect sync. And that's how your mom was. And that's why she was able to hit people's hearts with pinpoint accuracy. And she would pierce our hearts with love and acceptance. I mean, and she would would just move, you know, anything to, to save one of her kids. One of my babies is what she would say. I just wanted to be in her clique because I did, I did. I I watched her, I watched her with Dondra. They had a clique, you know, and I'm like, I want to be in that clique, you know. I don't know how to get in there, but I'm, I know you did, you did. They let me in. They did, and I was so happy that I was accepted. You know, we we would have staff meeting, and what the other staff didn't know is we would have the staff meeting after the staff meeting in the parking lot. Because your mama had something to say, and she was going to tell me, you know, whatever it was that didn't sit right with her. So we had a staff meeting. So I wouldn't get home until late, and it wasn't because the staff meeting went long. It was because your mama went long all the time. time. It's the truth. It's the truth. She's funny. But so the scripture, I didn't even talk about eating at Bella Vista. I, I mean, my Lord. So, all right, it's short. I'll keep it short. I won't be long okay so Bella Vista everybody knows the restaurant that was downtown I think it was family of Ken Edwards and Sharon Edwards and anyway so Lozetta when Lozetta got full I guess it she went full-time and she started getting paid you know um, a lot of money to to work here and she did (laughs) and she didn't care about anything else. All she cared about was taking people out to eat. You know, she was like, I don't care. I'll, I'll get another paycheck, you know, and she blow her money on eating food, you know. So she wanted to take me to Bella, Bella Vista. So we went down there and it, the food was excellent, excellent. But I have never been, and, and, and Holly, you are right, it didn't matter where we went. Somebody knew her everywhere I ever went with this lady. Somebody come running out, and she'd say, "That's one of my babies. That's one of my babies." Everywhere. I don't care where it was, but down there, the the guy that you know that did all the cooking would come out, and he'd have a new dish. And he'd bring it out and he was like i want you to try this and let me know what you think and so we were i mean he was just bringing out dishes all the time and i'm like who lives like this (laughs) i mean i just i didn't get it but it was everywhere and it goes back to that arrow everywhere and and the funny thing is is that later on he he came to her for counseling came to her that's those are the doors that she opened up because she wanted everybody to be healed she wanted everybody to be free she wanted every you know she heard a story someone told her that one of her babies they they got evicted from their home and they were living in a tent somewhere so this is what losetta did she said because they were they were strung out on drugs so losetta was like i've got some people coming to church it was fat tuesday And she brought him in after Fat Tuesday ended. And these people were, you could could see that they were, you know, affected by drug abuse, right? But because she wanted her baby not living in that tent, not living out on the street, and she didn't want him to be, he called her. The little boy that was in elementary called her and told her what was going on and she brought them the fat tuesday so that they could get free so they came in here and and i was she told me beforehand and i was ready i was spiritually i was ready i was like i knew what we were coming up against you know and uh, so i just they came in i prayed holy spirit did his thing i'm talking about slewed. lady was slewed. and here's your mama i don't even have anything she's running over to him she's fanning him and, and i said leave him alone losetta the holy spirit can handle it you know but that was your mama, because she wanted to see them through the whole process. She wanted them free, she wanted them delivered so that they could take properly take care of their kids and not get their kid taken away from them. That was your mama. That was how she was with everything and everybody, everybody. Your mama is, is you know, I told you the story about her defending you, coming, coming to the school to defend you And that was exactly what our father does for us, that he comes in to fight for us, those that are fighting against us, those that are trying to to back us into a corner, those that are trying to hurt or harm us, God comes in and fights for you. That's what she did. She came in to fight for you the same way God does. And then all the chanting, that was a bonus, Mama Lo, Mama Lo. And that's exactly what we do when we're giving him praise. Before it's even done, we're praising. We're like, Father God, Father God, I thank you for doing. I thank you for fighting for me. I thank you for being my front guard, my rear guard. I thank you. I thank him today for sending your mama to us, to the world. She's impacted the world the world. And you all are a chip off the old block. And that's what you're gonna do. She saw bigger things for you all. And I do too. I see it. I see the mantle that is on you all's lives. I see the natural, I've, I've watched you, AJ. I've watched people follow you, flock to you. I've watched people that will just, I mean, even when you're, like your mama would say, quote the wrong scripture, this is coming from, you know, um, James, the 73rd chapter. And, um, she, you know, she was like, she said, it didn't matter what he would say. They would listen. <laughs> they and they did, and she saw that. She saw the gift in each and every one of you all. She saw how you can impact this world. She saw that you all are, like I told you in the kitchen, you're built different. You're not built to conform to this world. God has chosen each and every one of you to do great and mighty things, and you're going to. You're going to because you're, you're, you're just like your mama But what you're going to do is excel everything she's ever done. You're going to do greater. Don't think that, that this is it. I said this at my granddaughter's funeral, that she has passed the baton. Your mom is passing the baton. Are you going to run with it? Are you going to excel? She's, she's, she's gone, but what she taught you, what she's imparted on the inside of you is not gone, and it will never, ever leave, ever, ever. There's a mantle God's releasing, even as I speak, upon all of you all right now, seriously. I see a mantle falling, as the Bible says, and God is saying, catch it. He knows that you're hurting. He knows that you're you feel like you're hemorrhaging. And he says, "I am here to heal the wound. I am here to give you the joy unspeakable. I am here to bless you beyond all measure. God's going to do a mighty work in you." He says, "Just watch and see what I do." He says, "Your mom is bow before me, worshiping. She's in peace. She is whole. And it's OK. Morning is just a transition. Don't get stuck there. You've got great work to do. You are her legacy. And you're going to see what she's imparted in you in everything that you do. He said greatness is at the surface. It's not even below the surface. He says it's there. He says your seed will be great in this earth. He says your mom's name will never be forgotten. Ever. 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 He said she finished well. She did. And the scriptures, and I'm done. I, I just didn't give you the scriptures. It was Isaiah 49 and 2. And it says, He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. Your mom hit with pinpoint accuracy. Every target set before her. Every target. Thank you for allowing me to speak. It's truly an honor. I loved your mother.
0: Y'all didn't think you was going to church today. You just went to church. (laughs) Good word, Daisy. Thank you so much for sharing. I know the family truly appreciates it. I would, uh, man, it's so, just love seeing everybody out here. Every time I look out, I just see family. So that's so awesome. I would like to invite uh, Tammy, where are you at? Where's Miss Tammy at? There she is. I'll give you a second to gather yourself, and then you can come on up.
4: always loved to put me on the spot all the time. (laughs) I'm the one that loves to stay in the corner. And she always made sure that was always out in front. me in and my son here just only a few years ago and we felt like uh, that was our mother that was our friend and my son here felt more relaxed because I had a best friend we did everything we was up here DJ sorry sometimes five six seven o'clock in the morning midnight working on things for the kids, projects, or she'll call me and say, "Tamala," <laughs> even though my name is Tammy, she would always call me just to see what I'm doing and always make sure that I was I was a part of something that she was doing. If there's some ideas that she want to spin around or some things that we can create together, that's where our minds just was so perfect in harmony together. Um, she was allowing me to do the things and that I wanted to do and for her to not only be a mentor to me and my pastor, my friend, but my sister in Christ. So she just continued to grow and develop in me and, and she would never leave me alone. She would call me two or three o'clock in the morning. Tammy, what are you doing? Um, sleep. So she always made sure that I was a part of her life. And I felt like more her sister, her friend, and she felt like everything to me just important. But I'm supposed to be doing this on the lighter side, guys, not the crying side, because I have so many memories in such a short time that I've gotten to know her. She was larger than life. Her smile, it was contagious. She would always find some joy in anything we did together. She would always have these mamaloisms. Or she have these phrases that she would always say, and sometimes I have to stretch my head. I'm like, okay, did that make any sense?" But to her it did. And if I can write a book, I will write down everything each of you guys have to say on some of the phrases and the things that she would say that would bring joy in your heart, to bring a smile to your face, to bring comfort to you. So I decided I'm going to do the book of Mama Lowe. starting with Chapter 1. When she was, anytime she was with the Destiny kids, she would fight tooth and nails for those kids. She would have these phrases she went back and forth with pastor dj on some of it and but it always wind up being it was her babies i can remember a while back you know seemed just like yesterday that we had some event going on here at church and she had some little cute kid that she just took into her loving arms, and she was like, oh, Tammy, look at this. He got the little chubby cheeks, and he's this, and he's that. And I'm like, no, you know you got to give him back. And she was like, do I have to? I'm like, uh, yeah. So as time went by, the mom called up here to the church, t- called her on her phone. And she was like, Tammy, this is the mother. What do I do? Answer the phone. Okay? She was like, but I want to keep him a little while longer. Okay, I was like, okay. So after the second and third call, I said, now the mom is going to get concerned about her child. Okay, answer the phone. I said, because I can hear Pastor DJ saying, Mama Lo in jail for kidnapping the child at the church. Okay, so I was like, give the child back. She was like, I just want to take him home. And the whole time, she comforted this child. She showed him so much love. And at a short age that he was... And still is to her he was an angel to her so she loved these kids without any doubt because if she treated them as she gave birth to them she would always say these are my babies little people can do anything don't tell my babies they can't serve and i mean with an attitude little people knows everything she would always make a child feel important, like they were a child of God, with a special twist. she would always say, whether you're an adult or whether you was a child, hey darling. Hey Boogaloo. What's your name is? But then she'll end it with, I love you. Or she'll ask the question, how's my babies doing? Whenever she was teaching kids, or even adults, she had the skills and the knowledge of just talking to you just as in a conversation. Next thing you know, you're looking up Bible scriptures, but you don't know you're being disciplined at the same time. She always had that way of comforting you, and you felt like you were really truly in the Spirit of God. Then that she was tell a story she's like okay I'm gonna make a short long story I'm like how do you make a short long story that that was just mama low and then when she wanted to give you wisdom she would always bring up my mama Shug my mama Shug would say and that, that's when we listen she always made sure that whenever a child need to be disseminary She was like, God don't like ugliness. Why are you moving your mouth when I'm talking? She would always tell the kids, hush, don't you see me talking? You can't talk more than me. And as we all know, her favorite thing that always happened is, where's my keys? Never could find her keys. We even tried to buy different gadgets so she wouldn't lose her keys, but they always still got lost. And she would always tell Pastor DJ, I need all this stuff. My office don't need any cleaning because she had so much that she loved to save and treasure from each child, whether it was a fingerprint or an artwork or just a simple word. She loved saving that. Whether it's five years from now or 20 years, she always had those memories that she treasured and she wanted to hold on to. And she made every child feel 20 years later that that artwork was just as important then as it is now. She would always tell, say, I am always will be here and I always will be staying here. And she would always have that spirit. So if we all put our Mama Lo phrases together, it would be a bestseller. Phrases that you would make you go, "Okay, Mama Lo." Hmm. But whatever it have may been, we can all truly treasure that we was in the present spirit of God when we was around her. And at the end of it, she had the way of making you laugh that was brighter than anything else. One of my favorite verses that my grandmother taught me as I was growing up, I would always go out and quote, quote scriptures. And my favorite one that she taught me that I see that was instilled in Mama Lo because she treasured this one was talking about letting the little children come to me and do not try to stop them because the kingdom of the heavens belongs to such like ones. And she made sure whether you are a child an infant, or an adult child, she made sure that you knew that you was just that special and that you were a child of God, and you are going to allow that kingdom to build in that foundation. And when truly, when I say about Mama Lo, she was a spirit to me. She touched many lives in such a way, and I love her, and I will always love her forever, And I truly am glad that I had the chance to be in the presence of an angel.
0: Thank you, Tammy, for sharing some uh, amazing uh, phrases that Mama Lo used to always say and uh, brings back a lot of memories. Um, I would like right now, uh, before we we go any further, I want to share a letter from her son, uh, Lorenza. uh, And this is a letter he wrote that I just wanted to share that with you. It says, Dear Mama, thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for being a great mother to me and my siblings. Thank you for being the biggest supporter. Even if we did something wrong, we could never be wrong in your eyes. Thank you for being my biggest cheerleader and biggest fan. Running every yard I ran until you got kicked off the field or escorted back to the stands. (laughs) Thank you for your unconditional love and support in everything we did. Just thank you, Mama. You taught us to be strong and to keep fighting through any adversity we faced. Just as you did the last couple months of your life. You fought to the end. Cancer did not win. You won, Mama. My angel on earth made it to heaven. This is a celebration of your life, your legacy. Mama, it's crazy how many people you inspired and touched with just being you. You made a big impact on so many lives. You're a great example of a great godly woman. No more pain. No more suffering. Keep watching over us, Ma, until we meet again. I love you, Lorenza. Come on, you want to share? Wanna share? C- come on, come on, Arthena.
5: Uh. Hi, everyone. I am Mamelo's biological daughter. <laughs> That part's pretty important because she had a lot of kids, and um, like most of the other people who talked today said, um, when she took you in,
6: you were hers.
5: Um, I was going to try to make this short and sweet, not because uh, Holly took all of my time up or anything, (laughs) but because much like my mother, I'm an ugly crier, and uh, I don't want to do that to y'all. Um, I thought quite long and hard. I have a whole host of things written down about what I wanted to tell you all and share with you all about my mother. Um, And uh, what I wanted to share was one of the last lessons um, she taught me. Um, And like my first lady, Julie, said earlier, uh, my mom taught lessons without even teaching them to you. Um, So in the... um, When mom got her final diagnosis, um, this was the week of September the 9th, um, we went in for scans and um, at this point, mom was having a really hard time sitting up. Um, She preferred to be laying down. um, she, She was in excruciating pain. We went into the imaging center and it was, you know, probably tried every chair in the imaging center just because maybe this would feel a little bit more comfortable um when we noticed a lady being wheeled out of the imaging center um and I saw my mom eyes following her and um she was holding her abdomen and she was in tears and um uh, she was alone and mom noticed she was alone and she told me, go over, and give her a box of Kleenex and, and just sit with her.
6: She was hurting. Um, and she tried her
5: hardest not to show us how bad it was. um, But on that day, I saw it. Um, in the midst of her pain, And I was there, practically holding her up. She sent me to go be with someone else who was hurting and in pain. And we got home later that evening. I set her down in her chair and she got comfortable and she just burst into tears. And I'm running around the house, what, what, you want pain knives? What, you want some? And uh, she said, no, I'm just sad. She said that woman was alone, and she was in pain, and I just wanted to go take care of her. I wanted to go pray over her. She was most upset, not about the diagnosis she had just given, that she was getting put on hospice care, but that she couldn't go and take care of this woman she'd never met before, never laid eyes on before, Um, that's the essence of who my mother was,
6: Dan and she took
5: care of others before she took care of herself. Time after time again, and I never understood it. It was hard for me to see her struggle. Most time behind closed doors. And she would go out and she would take care of others. Make sure they had before. Make sure we had before she had. Um. And I just, I just hope. And she taught me well that I can go for loving like she did. Um, cause what what a legacy, what a legacy. And and Daisy, you you said it best. She was an arrow. And I mean, there's there's people in Texas, you know, that that messaged me. I don't know her. There, you know, there are people all over who got to know um, my mother. And I, I've never laid eyes on them before, and they've texted to make sure we were okay. And um, what a family we have, what a family we have because of her. Um, so thank you all for being here. Um, Grandma, thank you for taking her in. Baby, thank you
3: for being her sister.
5: Um, my uh, my aunt Phoebe prayed prayed hard, prayed hard for a sister, um, and my mom would always tell her, you know, tell us that um, my my aunt's first prayer answered was my mother, and uh, I want to think in return my mother prayed for a sister. When she was giving you, thank you for loving her. Um, I want to thank my mother's church home for taking care of her, DJ. Julie, thank you. Um, many of you know this, but I begged my mom to come to Houston and get treated at MD Anderson. And um, she wanted to be with her family. And uh, you guys were the kids here. Um, they took care of mama like none other. Birthday presents, Mother's Day cards. She was loved and and, and she was loved well. So thank you all. Um, for for being there. thank
0: you Come on AJ
7: trying not to cry, um, the person my mom was, the stuff that she did, I went through a hard time after my dad committed suicide, and uh, the whole time, I felt like it was spirits on my back, and I don't know, a lot of y'all might know the, the saying, a monkey on your back, or whatever. like Miss Daisy said, how she defend her children. Man, let me tell y'all this story, man. I got beat up by a girl one day. (laughs) I didn't want to hit her back. Uh, I was trying to break up with her. And all the young man knew how to do was call for his mama. So I called for my mom. She came. With an iron stitcher cord, undid it. <laughs> yeah, that girl never hit me again. <laughs> but, man, I see so many faces of him. Mama load then text, then did so much for. Like Ms. Daisy said, I, I, man, it's been times where I've been wanting to say something to my mom, just chill with her, watch a movie, just anything. But she's on the phone helping somebody else. And when I'm saying helping somebody else, because I wasn't in need, I didn't need help at the time. I'm in the house, I'm safe. But it was somebody else I always needing mama low. Need mama low. Mama Lowe was Lo the person you can call on at 4 o'clock in the morning, she gonna answer that phone. It don't, it, it don't matter. It don't matter. She's gonna answer that phone. And when she answers, you're gonna know you love because she's on the way to you wherever she's at, wherever you at. And uh, I just wanna thank everybody that didn't fed my mom, took care of my mom everything, because it, it, it without a family, I, I got a brother, I got a sister, I got Miss Regina, I got Mama Milliner, I got DJ, I got so many people I can call on, but without a family and you're going through a hard time, it's easy to fall. It's easy to fall. All I asked God from when, when my mom passed was, just don't let me fall on my face. I'm a recovering addict. It's so easy to go out there and, you know what I'm saying, get, Get whatever my medication is, you know, self-medicate whatever. But it's so easy. I just didn't. I don't. It's it's time to change, man. It's time to love like Mama Low, live like Mama Low, and and, and <laughs> let's celebrate. Let's have fun, man. Seeing <clears throat> everybody in this room, man, she done did something for. Her. It's so many people out there, like Miss Daisy said. We could be anywhere. I'm a recovering addict, like I just said. We're somewhere three hours away, and somebody's talking to us. I'm like, Mom, we supposed to be eating. How do you know them? Who's the daughter? <laughs> Whatever. Just. But I just, I just wanted to say a couple things, man. If y'all don't know Mama Low. if y'all never, ever met Mama Lo, man, Mama Lo would give you her house, and she would live in a tent. She didn't she didn't start so much stuff in this world as a legacy. It's just, it's just up to us now, man. Coop, Athena, Regina, Tamara, China. It's up to us to love like Mama Love. I never understood Gopi Love until I got off drugs and I was hanging around my mom. I never understood what Gopi Love was. I didn't, I didn't did pretty much everything under the sun. And my mama ain't, you know, she was always there. Always, like David said, I needed more love. And I don't know, I don't, I don't just. it's just hard. It's just hard. This time is going to be very hard for us, but we're going to make it through it. And we're going to make it through it dancing and, and singing and celebrating. This can't be sad. This can't be sad. I just want to let y'all know I'm thankful for everything that y'all done to our family. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of y'all. Each and every one of y'all see some people that my mom and raised, like changed diapers. And it's, it's like me, I changed my diapers. So I don't, don't know how that feel. <laughs> I see some people my mom and been pull out dark, dark, dark spots and I don't see how anybody can get through out of it. But I just, I want to say, man, I love my church family. I love everybody that, 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 that was here for us. Mr. Jen, I love you. Mama Milla, I love you. Lorenzo, I thing, we here is us. Now let's do something. Let's do something. But thank y'all.
0: Like I said, um, this isn't going to be a short service. We have bathrooms over there, bathrooms over there. Um, we'll probably take an intermission at some point. Um, you know, what I realized is, uh, uh, man, this is probably one of the hardest things to do. Uh, when, I, when I last spoke with Mama Lo, she, uh, she had told me, she goes, I want you to do my eulogy. Um, and I was like, Okay. I'll do that for you, Mama Lo, and then, uh, but I've never ever listened to Mama Lo, um, which is why I, uh, I let everybody else come up and speak. <laughs> Because I think one of the coolest parts is, is is that everybody, you know, we all have about the same thing to say. Here's a lesson for you: if you're ever going to speak in front of a lot of people, it's it's kind of like if you go to a concert. Um, they always bring up the smaller acts first, and then all of a sudden it's just like it's that it's the main event. Well, if you really mess up, you bring up all the main events, and then you get the smallest act. <laughs> lesson learned today. <laughs> Phenomenal words about a woman that that man would. You, I just. Uh, just so honored to be part of her life. Um, and she always said this, and you've probably heard some of this, but, but she always said, I'm going to make a short story long. So so even though she was on this earth for 60 years, um, that might be her short short story uh, in eternity, but we're going to make it long today. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> but I am. I'm, I'm going to try to go through this, because this is going to be the hardest thing, because like I said, Mama Loa is just, you know, being her pastor was probably one of the, the easiest and hardest things. Because, man, it was easy because Mama Lo was always, I wasn't her pastor, I'm sorry, I was her pastor. That's my pastor. That's my pastor. And I was like, thank you, Mama Lo. That, that's what her ringtone said when, when, when I called her. I think she did that so she knew not to answer the phone. But, uh... Man, I tell you what, it was easy because Mama Low. If you didn't know this, uh, some things you might. Mama Low was a first lady. So, so, so Mama Low was the first lady of a church. She was the senior pastor's wife of a church. So when you bring somebody and you do life with somebody life that, like that, they bring knowledge and wisdom. And man, she was such a. Oh man, she she is what brought our family at, at our church together. That's what it was. It was it was Mama Low. She she was an ingredient that that this this cake would not have baked without. That's who she was, and she brought that, and what she did, she just didn't bring it and say, and say, there, I'm it, and now when I leave, it's gone. She came and she just embedded it into everybody. The love that she had, she embedded it into everybody she ran into, okay? And that's what she did, uh, and that's what I loved about Mama Lo, um, is that I got to be part of her family, uh, which is kind of weird because it, um, you know, we didn't meet in a traditional way. I guess, well, actually, listening to all the stories, I guess we did for Mama Lo, um, <laughs> You know, our kids went to, went to high school together. So uh, I met, uh, I call him Coop. It's just, just what I'm stuck with. So, so Coop and my daughter, Alex, but we call her Lexi. Everybody's got different names, so just stick with me. You know, they went to high school together. They were good friends. Uh, Coop and Brian, I, I know Brian's here, man. They, they come over, we're out on our boat hanging out. But, but we, you guys were friends. You guys started together before I even knew Mama Lo. Uh, Arthena, you cheered with her. You cheered with my daughter. And you guys spent time together before... I even knew Mama Lowe. AJ stayed at my house with my son, Bo, and, and spent a weekend with us before I knew Mama Lowe or AJ. I literally came out and was like, who is this kid? <laughs> they said he's spending the night. And then it was like one night to the next night. I was like, is he going home? <laughs> but that was AJ. It was awesome. And, uh, and then I went outside one day when Mama Lowe was picking him up, and she wouldn't even get out of the car. She was sitting in the car in the cul-de-sac, and that's how I met Mama Lowe. But she had known my wife um dear friends with my wife and uh man they talked on the phone every day you know and if you and if you don't believe that you know like I say every day like all day um and if you if I'll prove it to you I've got all the phone bills like I've never seen somebody with like 30,000 texts in one month I would literally go through the phone like mama low." But that was her ministry. That's who she was. Like, like she knew how to love people. She knew how to connect with people. She goes, I'm going to call each and every one of my babies every single day. That's what she did. That's who she was. She goes, that's love, and I'm going to talk to them. And, and she would talk. She would talk sometimes. Like I would put the phone down while she talked. Because I knew it was just a short story going long. And I could pick it up in an hour, and she'll finally get to what she really wanted to tell me about. And I'm glad somebody mentioned staff meetings because uh, it was not my fault. <laughs> it was all Mama Low every time. She got to a point where she just remained quiet sometimes, and I was like, how do we get out of staff meetings so fast? But, man, we, we just had a, a unique relationship. We really did, and uh, I loved her for that. You know, we, she always called me. Uh, she, called, she said that she was my work wife. Because when we were here at church, and uh, my wife was employed somewhere else, um, she was the one. I mean, we fussed. Like, it was like, like, there was something about it. Like, in no lies, she wanted everything for the babies. So she would come in, and if a truckload of stuff showed up at the front door, she goes, oh, it's all mine, and it's all for my babies. And I'm like, no, Mama, that has nothing to do with your babies. Like, no, But she wanted everything. And so we would fuss about things all the time. But she was so smart. though. I mean, she would, she would coach and everything and guide in everything. And that's what we would fuss about because I'm like, that just doesn't make sense. But she's like, I've seen it. I've done it. And, uh, and so we would fuss. And then when my wife actually came to the church full time, Mama Lo was so happy to walk away from that position. Um, and it's not that my wife and I argue, but, but Mama Lo was like, thank you, because my wife, I just don't argue. <laughs> so it solved all the issues um, that we had. In fact, my wife would come in and be like, do you guys understand you've been arguing for 45 minutes and you're saying the exact same thing? but we didn't know that because we would just be going at it just and I would just do it out of the fun of it because it would just irritate her um, but that's the relationship we had but what I do know is that Mama Low loved and, and you've heard that over and over again I mean you can't, rep- I mean this is stuff that, that, that everybody's going to understand she loved her family, she was so proud of her children so proud of her children I mean that's the thing that. And I'm talking about her biological children thank you for clarifying everything I mean, from the moment I met her, that was it. I met her the first time at, at a game watching Coop play football. And, and when I say she was running down the sideline, she was the crazy woman running down the sideline every time he broke free. Um, so she was in really good shape because <laughs> he broke free many times. Um, but, man, he just loved she, – she loved you. Um, she was so excited. When you joined the Army – uh, one of those moments for a mama that she probably didn't like, but she respected it, and she respected you, and she was proud of you. Um, everywhere you went, all your little deployments, she was like, my baby, my baby, God, pray for my baby, God, pray for my baby. So know, Coop, that your mom was always praying for you. You were always on her heart, on her mind, no matter where you were at. Um, she was always thinking of you. Athena, you were her princess. You were her cheerleader. She was the cheer mom, absolutely, and she was proud of you and your ability. You, you, you have the drive of your mom and 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 you obviously have the personality to go with it now AJ looks just like her <laughs> but but you have that and and AJ I don't know where you went I don't know if he walked out but uh you walk out well AJ's just uh man that's her baby and nobody messes with Mama Lo's baby um she'll tell you there was there was a time when um <laughs> there was a time and y'all probably noticed there was a time when he was doing some time <laughs> Mama Lo sat outside Every single night in her car, she would not leave the place. And she was praying for a baby every single night. That's who she was. And that's how much she loved her kids. See, she had all these other kids, but her kids came first in her heart. I'm just going to let you know. Her kids, you guys, you three were first in her heart before everybody else. So there's a priority. And she loved you that much. But she supported you, all three of you, and she didn't trust you with anybody. She did except for her sister, Thede, which I did hear all those stories, and we talked about that. And it's so funny how much she loved her sister, Thede, but that was also the only one she trusted her kids with, which is how she got into ministry and all the other stuff when it came to not trusting people with her kids. But she loved her baby and all the other babies in the rest of the world. So I'm trying to scan through my stuff because there's a lot of stuff said that I was going to say, this is why you just scan through it, and I'm just going to hit the main points so we can get moving. But I do remember this. That She knew so many people all over the place that, that we did our first uh, Christmas parade as a church. We were so excited, man. We, we got this big float together, and uh, we all came together. had all the kids on it. We had this big thing towing kids everywhere, and I'm towing it. My wife and I are in the front, and, and we put Mama Low out in front as we're going through Prattville on a big parade. We held up everything. Because she was running back and forth. She's like, it's my baby over here. And it's my baby over here. And I'm like, Mama Lo, you got to, Like, we're backing up the whole parade. But she was shaking everybody's hands, hugging everybody. And she was out of candy within, like, like, like five minutes. I was like, she goes, they're all my babies, and they all get it. I'm like, Mama Lo. Uh, that's her thing, man. She, she, she loved people, and she loved her kids, and, and she really uh, she loved, she loved all that. She loved to hug. She loved to dance. She loved to smile. She loved not following the rules. When she she went through chemo, uh, I made a decision. I said, you're not allowed to come to church when everybody's here. I said, I know you want to come in and set up stuff. But I said, on Sundays, you're not allowed in church. And she said, okay. I'll just come in and set up, and I'll be gone before everybody shows up. Then I'd come in. And I'd peek down the hallway and see her running around and trying to hide. And try, so people wouldn't see her. And then one time we got her because I was talking about her on stage. And somebody thought I said, go get her. <laughs> she come running into sanctuary. I was like, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be in the church. So, so she honored. But honor, I love that we talked about honor. Man, your mom would honor. Like I'm telling you, she, she taught me honor. She truly did. She honored everybody, that, anybody in authority, anybody that, that was around her. Man, she loved them and she honored them. And they always came first. I'll miss that. I'll miss the fact that, man, I got so used to just being able to have a gathering and just go talk to people. Mama Lobi waiting for me with a plate of food. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> At first, I didn't know what she was doing. I was like, why are you bringing me food? Like, I can get my own food. But she, she taught me honor real quick. And she said, I will honor you uh, in everything we do. But she always did everything for those she loved. She provided for people when she didn't have anything. Man, but, but one of the biggest things, I mean, she loved food. She did love food. If I see everybody nodding their head because if you went out to eat with her, I remember sitting down with the whole staff and we're ordering food and everybody's like, I'll take a cheeseburger, this, this, this. And she's like, I'll take this and this and this and this. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm going to eat. And then if not, I'm going to take it home. But she would probably not take it home. She'd go give it to somebody. Um, but, it, but she could eat. She loved eating. But her biggest love was ministry really was her biggest love was ministry uh biggest love was listening to the father listening to the lord listening to him and letting him guide her um that started at a young age that started when she'd wake up in the middle of the night and text your dad or call everybody didn't have text back then she'd have to call him and and talk to uh pastor milliner in, in the middle of the night and say man i got a vision i've got this this idea and then he would get up and make coffee and and sit there all night long so it started a long time ago that wasn't like an addiction that just started like early This is what what she did. She loved talking on the phone and and being with people. But I got to say this, as a church and in this ministry, she loved the kids. She loved everything about who we are. Um, I'll say this. She was my right-hand woman. (laughs) She walked beside me and everything. She she actually ran all these. This is one of Mama Lowe's passions was to to help with funerals and celebrations of life because I didn't know what I was doing. And she was like, don't worry, I got you. And then we got to walk. So what you see today, it might not look normal to some of you, but this is what she wanted because this is what she created. This was the atmosphere that she brought when she said, hey, this is how we're going to do it. And that's what I love about her. She was bold like that, and she said, this is what we need to do, and we're going to celebrate. And that's what I loved about her. So, so we grew as a family because of her love and her willingness. And she was a pastor. She had a pastor's heart. That's why she'd talk on the phone with everybody. Um, she absolutely loved everybody. And it was a blessing to see her number one thing, which was leading kids to Christ. And not just babies, but, but man, her babies. She, she'd tell me all the time, you know, these kids are ready. You know, she'd lead them to Christ, and then she'd say, they're going to get baptized. And I'm like, you want me to do a baptism class? You think I will come to you and tell you that they're ready to get baptized if I already didn't do a baptism class with them? Like, they know what they're talking about. I'm like, all right, Mama Lo, I'm just, man. That's how we talked to each other. But I respected her because of that. Because that was her heart. Her heart was for this. Her heart was for the Lord. And, and she wasn't going to let anything get in the way of that. Of that. Man. So, you know, she also, some things she loved to do, other things she didn't like turning in receipts. I just have to mention that. We're going to find receipts for years. Because I, I don't know what she does with them. And she would spend more time trying to duplicate them than anything. But it, probably because most of the time she spent her own money. I would say, hey, Mama Low, you know, I need this receipt. And, she, and she'd bring me like 10 receipts, and she'd be like, it's none of these. That's hers, hers, hers. I'd be like, can you just fill that out? We'll, and we'll reimburse you as a ministry expense. And she goes, absolutely not. That's not what she did. She took everything she had and poured it into other people. Ah, so, man, I, there's so much that, uh, you know, i I, I mentioned it as a children's pastor, as one thing, but she told me for three years. She was always right. If you didn't know that about Mama Lo, she was always right. <laughs> and if she wasn't right at that moment, she would just wait a couple of years. And then when it happened, she'd be like, see, I told you so. I told you that was going to happen, and see, I was right. She used to always say that. And uh, so she told me about three years ago, I'm a family pastor. I said, Mama Lo, you're the children's pastor. She goes, no, I'm a family pastor. And I was like, okay, I believe you. You do pastor families, but you're the children's pastor. And then uh, it was a couple, probably about a month ago, maybe, that was just a couple weeks ago, that I sat down with her. Um, and I was talking with her, and I, I came to her bedside, and I said, Hey, Mama Lo, I just feel the Lord, and the Lord led me to it. I said, he, he told me that you're the family pastor now at Destiny Church. And she just started bawling, and she was like, As soon as she got done weeping and crying, she's like, I told you so. <laughs> been telling you for three years I was the family pastor and I said I know I just didn't want to listen to you Mm. but man she was a go-getter mama low was a go-getter she was competitive she was competitive and she fought for everything she was strong she was independent she would try to do anything on her own. She wouldn't ask for help. I heard a story that when she was younger, she was trying to cut some trees down at her house somewhere, and she went to Pastor Milliner's house or with a chainsaw because she couldn't start it. And she said, "Will you start this for me. And he said, uh, if I start the chainsaw, how are you going to get back to your house to cut the trees down? She says, I'll carry it on the side of the car while I'm driving. Luckily, he said, I'll come over and cut the trees down. That's her determination. That's the determination of your mama. She was like, nothing will stop me. If God tells her to do something, she's doing it, and she's not stopping. Nothing's going to get in her way. She wouldn't let anything stop her from, from accomplishing her goal, from anything from getting her degree to becoming the family pastor. That's what it was, and that's what she leaves each, in, each of you. That's what she instilled in you. That's what's, that's what's born into you. That's the piece of her that's in all three of you the determination and the drive to go do what what you're supposed to do. And she would never give up. She would never stop. She would expect you to chase your dreams, put God first, and then just follow Him and trust in Him and love everybody along the way because that's what she would expect. See, one of the last things I remember her saying, one is that she said, I had a great life. And then she said, one of the last she said this, she says, this is one of the last things she says that I, I can't, when I can't glorify the Father anymore on my own and doing what I do, then it's time for me to go to heaven. That's what she said. That's when I knew that it was time. Because she was like, I can't do what I'm used to doing. And she goes, for that reason, I'm ready. So, so I do believe that, that she went on her own terms thing she just said lord it's time and and she went and she left us all in perfect unity she left us all prepared she left a little seed planted in each one of us that 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 we're going to continue to allow to grow in our hearts and grow in what we do especially you guys but all of us there's a legacy that that will never never disappear it's something that will last forever you know and this is what i think and 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 we're all going to be able to say with her, and this is what Second Timothy says in 4, 7, and 8. It says, I have fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who long for his appearing. Mama Low fought the good fight, and she finished the race. She finished the race. Second Corinthians 5, 8 says to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. So we can celebrate because we can be confident on where she's at. Because we're celebrating today, but she is over-celebrating. <laughs> like, like, like she is rejoicing in the presence of the Lord. And, and, and that's just, we can believe in that. She was an amazing woman. She really was. Not only was she an amazing woman, she was amazing. A wife, a mother, a daughter, and a daughter to a king. That's who she was. And I just know she wishes everybody else could experience what she has. I think she wishes everybody else could experience the love she shared and the the, the love she felt from the Father each and every day of her life. That would be her biggest goal, is for everybody to feel that and enjoy that and share that. And that's why when I thought of all this and all other stuff I didn't share because you already did, she loved, that was my biggest thing. She loved everything I thought about. It was all about love. And you heard that over and over again. And that was the number one commandment that Jesus told us to do. In John 15, 9 through 12 it says, I love each of you with the same love that the father loves me. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. If you keep my commands, you will live in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands. For I continually live nourished and empowered by his love. My purpose for telling you these things, is so that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts with overwhelm, overflowing gladness. So this is my command. Love each other deeply as much as I have loved you. And Mama Lo took that to heart. She said, I will love everybody, every person I run into, because that's my commandment. That's what we were commanded to do. That's why she did it. She loved us all, but she did it because she loved the Father. And she always did what he said jesus gives us that new commandment and she knew it and lived it out in her life so we're supposed to love like jesus loves us mama lo loved the poem and so i figured i would share it because this is one of her favorite poems and i share this at, at, at funerals sometimes but it's a poem by linda ellis it's called the dash so in every language every culture every alphabet every newspaper every obituary there's always going to be one little character that represents our life, and it's a dash. The dash represents our time here on earth. It says, I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on the tombstone from the beginning to the end. He noted the first came, that first came the date of his birth and spoke of the following dates with tears, but he said what mattered most was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time that he spent alive on earth, and now only those who love him know what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged. If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way other people feel. And be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about you and how you spent your dash so how are you doing with your dash because that's what mama would ask you how are you doing are you are you l- loving other people the way you're supposed to be loving other people are you spending it with family and the ones you love are you preparing yourself to ultimately meet Jesus because that's what she would want you to do so she spent her dash well and I believe God wants us to live our lives to resemble the life of Jesus the best we can. The Mama Lowe did just that. So we have a very long video. If you ever asked, Mama Lowe had about, I don't know, 25,000 pictures on her phone. We didn't do that. <laughs> but we do have a video we would love to play. Uh, and, And this video is just of Mama Lowe's dash. It's how she spent her life. So if we could, we'll just watch the screens.
8: deserve
9: To me and you There'll be no such thing as broken And all the old will be made new And the thought that makes me smile now Even as the tears fall down Is that the only scars in heaven Or on the hands that hold you now I know the road you walked was anything but easy You picked up your share of scars along the way oh, but now you're standing in the sun You fought your fight and your races run The pain is all a million miles away The only scars in heaven That won't belong to me and you There'll be no such thing as broken And all the old will be made new And the thought that makes me smile now Even as the tears fall down the only scars in heaven are on the hands that hold you now Not a day goes by that I don't see you You live on in all the better parts of me Until I'm standing with you in the sun I'll fight this fight and this race I'll run Until I finally see what you can see Oh, the only scars in hell won't belong to me and you, there'll be no such thing as broken, and all the old will be made new, and the thought that makes me smile now, and even as the tears fall, The only scars in heaven are on the hands that hold you now.
10: Mama Lo just won. <laughs> demonstrate you just sang a minute ago okay well my favorite color is purple so i'm going to demonstrate a song for you
11: mary had a little lamb little lamb
10: little lamb mary had a little lamb Oh, is just- She is so crazy! Right <laughs> oh, Chicken, should, I, I need to have that turkey.
6: you Go made it. I, can't I can't interrupt
10: it. this. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, thank you for everything done. I can't wait to see you
5: again.
4: can't do without you. The kids love you, everybody loves you, and we just want to let you know. We thank you for being in our lives and appreciate everything you do for us.
10: And you will always be
3: our favorite Mama Low. We hope you enjoyed this day,
2: and we just want you to know we love you.
0: Come on, man. That's just a small, a small clip of Mama Lo's dash. Um, So we hope you appreciate that. I want to invite up Pastor Kevin with his daughter Nini.
11: All right. uh, Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, Thank you for this opportunity switch it don't worry baby you don't have to be super formal um my uh five-year-old was acting up so i took him outside to whoop him you know and um but then i heard mama lo say you know don't you hit my child you know and uh, she'd always say leave my baby alone so um i didn't whoop him so i just said hey be good and uh, and i asked him i said uh That, uh, you're gonna miss mama low and uh, he said no you said she's alive in heaven <laughs> I said yeah you're right and she he said I'd miss her if she was dead in heaven but you said she's alive in heaven I said <laughs> she is baby she is okay then then <laughs> uh kids she uh she poured everything she had into those kids into my kids and not just my own kids, but everybody's kids. And um, she taught them well, and they're, they're stronger than us today, you know. Uh, so um, Nini's going to go ahead and uh, read the 23rd Psalm. Um, and I'm going to stop talking because I was just ball. So I love you guys, and thank you.
10: Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul.
0: That's just one example of one of Mama Low's babies. That's powerful. So Mama Lowe had a, uh, uh, one of her favorite songs. Like I said, she liked to worship. And uh, so we're going to ask you all if you would like to stand with us as we worship one more time. Give it up. Woo, let's celebrate him today. Can we celebrate him? Come on, because that's what Mama Low's doing. Come on. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Oh, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Woo, come on. Mm. Oh, man. I know she is. She is worshiping more than we are. Malo, that one was for you. What a legacy you left. What a legacy she's left with us for us to carry. Mm. Mm. So, Father, whew, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for this little bit of time we got to share with your daughter because you're a jealous God. Lord, we thank you that you sent her here to be with us, Lord. We thank you that we got to spend time with her. We thank you for her love, Father, and we thank you for your love, Lord. And Father, we pray right now that you see the hearts in this building. You see, you see those that need to know you, Father. You see those right now, and you you feel their heart, you feel their mind, you just see it, Lord. And you know what they're going through. So right now, Father, we just we pray right now, you you just prick them, Lord. You just touch their hearts, wrap your arms around them, Lord. Father, continue to to comfort us, to lead us. Father, we just know that that there's people that, that need to know you so they can experience the same joy and the same love that Mama Lo got to experience. So, Lord, you know those. So, Father, I ask you to touch them right now. Father, we surrender this day to you. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love your embrace. Father, we just ask you to to continue to be with us today. Continue to touch each and every person in this place and everybody watching online. Continue to help us heal. Teach us, Father, to love like you, to talk like you, to walk like you. Father, we thank you once again for this short time. And we give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen and amen. Man, come on. So before we leave today, I want to invite everybody to one of Mama Lo's favorite things to do, and that's to eat. (laughs) So we have a whole lot of food, um, and it's over in the trailer area, and we have tables set up in our children's ministries. And we're not one of those churches You can bring food in here if you, if you need a seat, you just come in here and sit down And you can eat in the sanctuary, that's okay um, But I want you to just Look around And look at the family, look at the people here That Mama Lo has touched And that's, that's, that doesn't include everybody watching online So it's always good I wish I could have had everybody's story I wish I could have had all that uh, But now we get to share like that We get to do life together like family does We get to sit down to a table and break bread And talk and love on each other, because that's what she would want. So I thank you all. Father, I ask you to bless the food and bless us today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Y'all be blessed. If we could ask the family to leave, you guys can go first or stay up here, or they'll be up here to talk or whatever you want to do. We love y'all. girl. so much. see, this is all she would want. I don't know.